welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 70-something. I'm going to go with 72. Yep, 72. Brought to you by Parse Rum, the best rum in the world. Every bottle of Parse plants a tree in Colombia. You can go to Benny's and ParseRum.com to find some Parse. We have a lot to talk about. Sorry for the uh, one-week hiatus. Um, difficult week for the compound. A lot of travel troubles. Zach? Yeah. Probably your fault. We won't blame you completely. I'd say I'd say so. Maybe something my fault too. A lot, of, a lot of moving parts this last week. A lot of moving. Can we talk for a second about what it's like to watch Miggy going for five hundred? Honestly, I think I'm more nervous when he comes up to the plate than he is. Like the first day at home when he had four ninety nine, it was like he was parting the Red Sea. Like he would walk and everybody would just stand up, and it was just like the coolest thing in the world. And the outfield is absolutely packed, more so right field, because that's where all those homers go. Um, and it's great. Everyone's like chanting, Miggy, Miggy, Miggy. But when the pitcher's like in his windup getting ready to throw, there is no noise. It's wild. It's never heard anything like it before. And any swing he takes, any ball that's put in play, everybody thinks it's a home run, even if it's a 47 hopper through the infield. And you were saying there's like 35,000 at Comerica every yeah. day. Every, every, the last three days, it's been basically like 95%. Full. Which is a great atmosphere there. Oh, and it can, right. get, it can get loud, right? Yeah. No, it's an awesome stadium. Like, I mean, it's big. You know, obviously, like, we're playing well. It's fun. People are, you know, they're paying attention. And, I mean, Friday night was awesome. And then, you know, it's like every day that he doesn't hit, it's like, oh, that sucks. But it's like, wait, we're going to have a full crowd tomorrow. It's it's going to be such a cool moment. I'm very excited to see how he reacts to it and who he hits it off of. Yeah. We're uh, selfishly the one day I didn't play the first game of the series. And I was like, damn, I, you know, obviously I hope he does it, but I want to be in the lineup part when he does get it. <laughs> selfishly. Yeah. Get the get a copy of that thing. Of course you want to be in the lineup card. Oh, hey, yeah. Zach, how about you let the manager worry about who's in the lineup, okay? I'm going to go into his office. Mr. Hinch, hey. Mr. Hinch, you set the lineup, okay? I'm going to go Not into his exactly. office and say, hey, sure. if I really need to play in these games. And he's going to say, play. well, I really need to play Hit and Harold. Hit and Harold came up huge for the boys yesterday. Yeah. Hey, we had we had a little down on the farm update. We had a no-hitter into the ninth last night. Saw and that. Then, and then Swarmer, <laughs> Swarmer gave up a single in the ninth. And me, Keegan Thompson, and Maples threw before him, and we're sitting in the locker room. And f- to preface this, we could not care less that we didn't get a no hitter. Um, we go, should we just pretend like we're pissed at Swarmer as soon as he comes in here? And we're just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're standing there, ready to give high five. Swarmer turns the corner. And he goes, "Fuck, I'm, I'm fucking sorry, guys. I fucking blew it." And we're all just, I started dying laughing. And he went like th- Swarmer went like three innings, like six punches, one hit. I'm like Swarmer. I don't care. I was like, you threw great, man. Good job. That's awesome. Was that a little humble brag from Dakota that he didn't give up a hit yeah. yesterday? He I only it. threw two-thirds of an inning, so, I mean, it wasn't like hey, anything. Two-thirds. I, I didn't contribute a whole lot. Got two pop-outs. There was no hits during those two-thirds of an inning. I did walk a guy, though, and Keegan had a perfect game through four and a third, and I said, well, if you wanted to keep a perfect game intact, you don't bring Dakota back into the game. Another quick thing about the Miggy uh, situation, I'm pretty sure – Everybody he's faced, he has seen the hardest fastball of the game from those pitchers. 
because no one wants to give it up. Well, the thing is, the more I think about it, I kind of would want to give it up. Oh, I would be, be kind of sick. Up. That that you're on the highlight reel, yeah, forever. I no. Oh, I'm, they'd be like, oh yeah, on the highlight, like giving up a homer, but it's like yeah, to Miguel Cabrera, top five right-handed hitter of all time. Yeah, top, top one. Uh, this, top guy one. Michael, this guy Michael Trout's still alive. Not done. He's not done. Pull host. Uh, Hank Aaron. That was pretty good. <laughs> because I did get the update that Keegan threw four and a third and was nasty and Perfect was like innings. 95, 96, up to 98. And everyone here is like, I think they want him to make another start. And everyone's here is like, get that guy here now. He threw four and a third, no hits, no walks, seven punches. It was actually like the easy it, easiest outing I've watched. Him and Steele both. So I was going to say, like, between, between him and Steele, that's nasty. Put it, Steele threw a combined no hitter when he was down here. Keegan sure. almost did it through eight innings of it. That'd be I wild. mean, the only thing with Keegan, I will say, and obviously I'm not by any means the GM that's planning this, but he's only built up to like 65 pitches still. So he probably won't be up quite yet because GM he's, not, he's not really built up. Well, I'm just saying like they probably want to build him up to at least like 80. Well, he was supposed to go to 80 yesterday or 70 and they, they cut him off at 60. I thought it was weird, which is bananas. But every day when I'm playing, I when uh, after some of the boys got traded, I would look at the in the outfield. You know, there's always the scoreboards. I'd look at the scoreboards and see like like one nothing Yanks and be like, Ooh, did Riz hit a homer or like one nothing Giants? Be like, Oh, did KB do something cool? Uh, but now I look at the board to see if Miggy has hit a homer because if there's a one up there, there's a chance. Yesterday I looked up and it was like six nothing, and I was like, "Ooh, ah, not great." And then it was eleven nothing, like thirty seconds later, and I was like, "Ooh, go Tigers!" That's a tough. <laughs> so I didn't play yesterday, and it was just like you feel because it sucks. You know, there was not a. It, it was a very ugly game from the start, and it was just like. You, you're just sitting there. You can't do anything about it, and you're just like, oh, my God, this is fucking – and, like, outside of those two innings, we didn't give up a run. And it's it's like – it just shows how quickly if you give extra outs away in a big league game, it spirals. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. we were. I mean, we were down 14 – the other day we were down 14 to 4 maybe in the third, and it took – the first three innings took legitimately two hours. Yeah. Uh, I went up to Joe West, and I was like, Joe – it's been uh, two hours. We're on pace for six. What do you got? Uh, and we ended up breaking the Marlins nine-inning game time record. Is that the game you homer? Yep. Longest nine-inning game in Marlins history. But uh, we swore, we ended up, it was 9-14-9 or 14-11 or something, and we didn't give up another run after the, right. I don't know, fourth I just placed a mobile order at Starbucks and Scott went and got it for me and he brought it back and handed it to me and said, that's full of morale blends. <laughs> Thanks, Scotty. He said, hashtag no free ads. Scott, that was pretty good, man. That was good. Speaking of no free ads, I love Parse. You love Parse. When I say Parse, you say rum, Parse. Rum. Um, I was Ooh, drinking. Gotcha. I was drinking water. Gotcha. Sorry, man. Any good uh, Parse shout outs? Um, my my friends came to the game in Baltimore and they said it. 
that counts. That counts. I've had a lot more negative things said to me than positive things lately, but I'm still getting some good parse. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the, the negative, that's something that I wasn't really prepped for coming to the big leagues of how much negativity you get. You know. Hey, Zach, Andy, and that's why I know I think you guys are great. Yeah, Thank thanks, Dakota. I have not heard that in a while from anybody. Zach, you just got to bend your knees a little more, or stand a little straighter. Sorry, don't bend them as much. Straight up. Per, per the Instagram inning coach. We, uh, yeah. Yesterday during the second or third inning, again, it was an ugly game. There was somebody from – so above our dugout, but in the third deck, upper deck. So Comerica goes pretty high, I would say, right? In, in, it's like pretty up there. Yeah, this guy third deck. standing basically on the railing of the edge. Do you guys want to play today or what? Does anybody in that dugout want to get out there and play? AJ, do something. <laughs> Literally for like one minute, we all look around in the dugout. We're just like, this guy's not stopping. And then he gets, I think, removed from that area. Does it again down the left field line. You can hear him. And it's just like, come on. It blows my mind that someone could pay to come to a baseball game to watch the game and then could be that upset. Like, I get it. You know, it's an expensive ticket. You know, it's guys get paid a lot of money to play the game. You want to see the game played the right way. But it's just like we're not out there trying to boot the ball and strike out. It was 162 games. Yeah, and that reminds me of when we were in Indy. And there was like these 13-year-old kids down the right field line and martinis and right. And these kids are like wearing him out. Like for being – I don't know if they were 13, but they were like saying – just talking shit to him. Like – actual shit like you fucking suck like you'll never get ahead like that's why you're in the minors martini was getting so pissed off he kept yelling back at the kids oh yeah oh yeah well you meet me in the parking lot after the game then huh <laughs> set my face in the parking lot we go martini that kid's 14 he go doesn't mean he can't get an ass whooping he goes because i know for a fact he wouldn't say that to my face and that it's funny but that's the biggest thing to me like when people chirp it's like they say it because they're up in the stands and they know we can't do anything. Like, are they going to come up to you on the street, look you in the eye and be like, you fucking suck at baseball? No. And that's, that's the bad part. I'd respect that more. Yeah. yeah. Cause at least then you're like, Hey, like yeah, you hey. really think I suck. Right. right. I but, got, I got a DM the other day from a kid in high school, high school saying like, you need to have, or is like, you know, you need to not be just happy. You're out there. You need to act like people are coming for your job. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then he goes in the last two sentences, he goes, by the way, I live in the Detroit area. If you ever need any BP, I'm going to college next year to play baseball. I'll be willing to throw to you. I'm like, what a turn of events there. Why are you reading your DMs? There could be nothing positive that comes out of reading those. No, no, no. Because Robbie Grossman and I were talking about it. Like the one guy sent us the same thing. Robbie! And our PR guy was right there. And I was like, can I respond to him? And he said, no, like whatever. And I wanted to just be like, you're right, man. I am just happy to be here. I don't want to get any better. You know how Jimmy Kimmel does the uh, reading mean oh, tweets? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it would be hilarious, and me and Duffy talked about this, on the bus, like if you were if you were to have people go up and read their mean DMs to the entire we, team on the bus. Why I think it would be a have, very nice exercise in letting out some of the frustration. Do you think like Rizzo and KB would get like hundreds? Like, oh, yeah. I'm not saying from people from Chicago, like there might be some from Chicago, but like, you know what I mean? Like from other teams and stuff, like I bet they get hundreds. Especially from like, the, it's, I think it's more so. Like the really good players. It's more so the gambling aspect of it. Oh, yeah. I told you. 
I got a DM in spring training of 2020. I gave up like five runs against the Rockies and a guy DM me. He's like, you fucking suck. I was like, Hey man, I didn't, I didn't try to give up a five spot. All right. It's hard. Shit. Yeah. And it's in spring training. Yeah. I was like, it's spring training. I was like, this guy might be betting on spring training games. And that's so it's like, it's crazy to think about again, baseball is 162 games. You get DM from a random game. Could you imagine like what NFL guys get if they don't play well? You play once a week. There is a bazillion dollars out there every single week in betting and everything like fantasy football. Right. If you're a quarterback for a huge market team, could you imagine? That's why you can't read your Instagram DMs. I can't even you can't even go on sometimes. Speaking of which, you two should be sent to Soviet Russia for not playing fantasy football because you know how excited it gets me and a little tingle sensation it sends down my body to play fantasy football. I had to break I had to break it to the uh break it to the team today or yesterday, the other day that I wasn't playing. Oh, I bet they were heartbroken. They're like, no, we need you, Shorty. You're our guy, man. You know, we love like, you, Shorty. They were just like, why don't break you break it to play? the team? They were like, why don't you play? And I was just like, yeah, just just out. I bet they were heartbroken, we, man. We used to have a really big uh league here, but we've <laughs> lost a lot of our participants, a lot of the guys that were into it. And a lot of the like the ring leaders. I don't well, know. If, I don't know if the Cubbies are going to have a. I mean, there's two guys on the big league team that are in the AAA league. So, Mice and Steel are both in the AAA league. So there you go. Sounds about right. And I'm the commish. No big deal. Ooh, you're the commish. It. Yep. Someone's got to run this thing. What uh? What platform are you using? No free ads. Uh, ESPN always. It's it's just the best app. I I agree. I no free ads. I last year had. I did a league with some people and it was, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, I didn't care. wasn't, don't act like, oh, we didn't play in our league. It wasn't a big deal, but it was on like Yahoo or something. It was horrible. Oh, Yahoo's a, no offense to Yahoo if they're listening to this, but terrible <laughs> fantasy no, app. No, Absolutely no, no free ads, horrendous. Yeah. Um, I'd like to talk for a second about how Fernando Tatis came back from the DL and went four for five and was just mashing baseballs again. What do you hit? Two homers? When is I think when is he getting moved up? Uh, I think him and Trout are going up next week. Oh, good. We uh, we said yeah, we said him that the relief pitcher Class A from the Indians needs to get moved up. Um, there's a few other guys who who need to get out of here. Didn't you get a walk on Class A? All right, no, you hit it. You got a hit off him. So of course you're talking up Class A. You got a hit off him. I didn't face him, and he threw me a slider for whatever reason. But like yesterday, we had somebody come out. Or they swung at a pitch, and he's never faced him before. He comes out, he's like, have you faced this guy before? And I was like, yeah, the slider at 101. And he goes, bro, the one pitch started in the middle of the zone and went to the backstop. The catcher could not catch it. That's how much it moves at 101 miles an hour. Maybe you check for the sticky sticky. Maybe he hide on his hand. Yeah, the, the straight on the hand move is, is the new one. What? No. Straight onto the hand. People still use it? No. They, they what? won't check the hand. What do you now? What do you mean? I don't think I don't think you'd be able to do it. I really don't. Uh, I can I, I can tell you right now, you can really. <laughs> not not me personally, but Jack, you don't think there's guys out let there? Me, who let are me still let me tell you. It? Yeah, there are people know. in the big leagues that have thrown with stick their whole life, and like you think they're not finding a way to get it on their hand. They establish what they're going to check. They're going to check the hat. They're going to check your belt. And they're going to check the glove. So inside of the pants. Right. But that's the thing. Like, right. Directly all, on the hand. We're all watching. 
if if we see somebody keep going to their inside of their pants or their hands, we can see if they're trying. You haven't to- seen you haven't seen somebody go keep going to their pants? No, literally. And like I, I I try to watch because I'm looking for anything to you know tips wise from the pitcher and like I have not seen. Put it this way, Zach. That's interesting. People no, I, people will put confused. stuff in their hair. Yeah, no, I know. like, and you, you can't like. What are you gonna tell a guy? Like, oh, you can't fix your hair. Like, oh, you can't, but again, like, like they like checked Scherzer for that the few weeks when the first happened, and there was nothing. Like he kept going to it and checked it, and it's like. But that doesn't mean other people aren't doing it. Right. I just think that people would not be scared to check if they keep seeing a repeating like motion that somebody's doing. I think I you'll. Think, pro- I think you'll probably yeah. see some of the spin rate graphs where it's like, they yeah. dipped, and then you're gonna see them come back to like what they were. That's, yes. I haven't seen I haven't seen anything recently about it, but I we we faced a few teams that it was like wait I, a second. I I had one I had one where I was like that looks like it used to oh my god <laughs> like a, it's rising again <laughs> I'm screwed I, I talked to an umpire the other day and he was saying I was like hey like have you caught anybody or have you seen anything that's come close and he goes no but a few guys like I've checked it a few times and if um a few crews on the league. Teams will try to put it on their own rosin. So before the game, I didn't know that the umps had to check that. And they said, like, the team would bring it to the umpire's room and they would feel the rosin. He'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, you can't do this. And they're like, yeah. no, no, get that shit out of here. Teams teams have their own rosin. Ba- like, yeah, I don't know if we do or not. I'm not. And I don't know. But the like, so I've seen some teams with different colored rosin bags out there, like a black or a blue one. And you're like. Well, it's not white, so you couldn't see anything on there. Like, what are we? I guess, yeah, but you can feel it because they have if the umpires it. are checking it. They have to feel it before the game. So I get the ump was like, I felt one the other day, and he was just like, "Come on, I'm not that <laughs> get this shit out of here." Come on. It's just cute that it's it's cute, Zach, that you think guys aren't fine in a way. I, I, you I know, believe I'm... me, I guarantee there <laughs> is somebody on the Detroit Tigers that still finds a way. Go Tigers! What's up, Compound fans? It's producer Tom. They let me do an ad a couple weeks ago. It went pretty well, so nobody blow my cover, but we're going to try this again. Pacquiao versus Yugas. That's a fun name. Yugas. That fight is this weekend. And DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has a knockout offer for the fight. DraftKings is offering 100-1 to 1 odds on a punch being landed at any point during the fight. It's a boxing fight, and they're giving you one to one hundred odds, one hundred to one odds rather, that a punch will be landed at any point. Just pick the fighter you think will land, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you one hundred to one odds on that punch landing during the event. That's right. Bet one dollar on either fighter, and you will cash one hundred dollars in free site credit if that boxer lands a punch. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Compound when you sign up to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars in free credits when you bet on either fighter to win and a punch is landed during the fight. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code Compound to turn $1 into $100 in free credits only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-WITH-IT. We faced the we had, you know, week at home where we faced the Brewers and, and the White Sox. And if you look at the top five 
leaders in ERA. I think we got four of them in uh, a four to five in a week. And for the guys that haven't seen some of those pitchers before, like the way you're talking about class A, like if you haven't seen the way Corbin Burns ball moves, or you haven't seen a uh, hater or Devin Williams with the, the screwball changeup, like mm-hmm. if you haven't seen those pitches before, it's like, that's a really tough draw. Yeah. So like the new guys that were, you know, coming up and having to face that, it was like, it was just like, Oh boy. You can tell them what it's going to look like, but until you get in the box, it's not. You can't even fathom like what what some of that movement's like. You know what's sick, Ian, is that you guys are in Cincy right now, and if I know one thing, IHA loves hitting in Cincy. Oh yeah, That's exactly. Lives for leave, it. Never leave Cincy without a homer. Ah, she's jinx yourself. No, 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 that's what that's what Schwab would say every time. Every oh. time we would be on the bus, Schwab because Schwab was from here, and so we would we'd be coming through uh, over the bridge because you fly into in Kentucky, and then you you drive in, uh, and he would look at it, boys, best city in the world, never leave Cincy without a homer, and he never did, and he never did like leave without one, or he never no, hit, yeah, one? he never he never left without one. He would he was always popping homers here. I love that. Yeah. He's uh he's back. He's in Boston DH the other day. Is he back up? I thought he was rehabbing. No, he's back. He is. I saw him in the lineup. I saw him in the lineup. He's back. Sick. He's back. It's great can to you, see. Uh, can you take some notes from Vado and Cassianos this week and share them? I was trying to see if Nikki Six would have dinner. Talk about some hitting, but I wanna I wanna ask I mean I ask Vado every day like what he's doing. I know get him first. Is there anything funnier than Zach asking you to take notes from a different hitter when he has Miguel Cabrera in his clubhouse? Yeah, really. And Nikki Six was a, a he's got, former he's go got, tiger. He's got a lot on his plate right now. I kind of once he once he gets to five hundred one, just have a oh, yeah, no, yeah, and be like, hey man, like I can't, you know, I've let go of his pocket for the last week or so, but like <laughs> when when he gets five hundred one, I'm gonna go right back to it. I. Uh, <laughs> Prison bitch. Well, Zach, you know, I did order sorry, some. Grab my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> What's have you ever seen Prison Break? Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, in prison, like pocket, isn't that what it's from? Prison Break? Yeah. And that's what Zach does with Niggy. Walks around holding his pocket. <laughs> the worst part is so again, I was telling before, like I was just watching videos of like JD Martinez talking, and he was just like praising how much he'd learned from Miggy when he was with the Tigers. And I'm just like, Miggy, spill it out, man. Come on. Like you I hear you got group? all this info. Give it to me. You say, Ian? Do you hit in his BP group? No, he's in group one. I think I'm in group one. I don't know. Sometimes if you're an infielder, like you sneak into group one. No, he uh I hit with I usually hit in group two when I play. And then I have I have scope in my group. Scope sneaky has some of the most pop I've ever seen in my life. He's a big human. He's a sneaky he, big human. He is one of my favorite humans of all time. Zach, I did order uh some 33 and a halves. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Were you singing 34s before? I've been swinging 34s. Yeah. And, I'm, down, I'm, I'm at a 33 and a quarter. Shout out Nico Horner special. So I've been swinging all year. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm trying to 33 and a half right hand, but I think I'm going to see if I can. I, I ordered, I have some AP5s coming. I haven't tried them. AP5s? Yeah. Wow. You know, I've been pretty. I don't think our listeners know what you guys are talking about. We're talking about bat models. AP5, everybody out there who has Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols, ever heard of him? The second best right-handed hitter behind Miguel Cabrera. Who? Are you done? Yes. Sorry. 
like I said, I've been pretty consistent with my model here, but I said, you know what? What's the, what's there to lose to switch bat models, you know? We got a Nico somehow ended up with a Akuna model, uh, which is a A181, no cup, 33 and a half, 30 and a half, drop three. And it is hot. This thing, I took BP with it in Miami, and I was like, oh my God. How? Two things. Of course, Nico got his hands on that bat. Yeah, I don't know how he did. Everybody out there, Nico literally has. If you guys need a bat, just text Nico Horner for a bat. Huge bat whore. Yeah, huge. Have you? Ever, do you? You don't swing with no cup, do you? No, I have a I have a small cup though. Like I ask for small cups. Hang on, this is kind of really fun. People who don't know, we're not talking about protective cups. That's kind of funny. We're talking about it's the, the back cup, cup at the end of the bat. Yes, which makes it lighter, more balanced, and no. What's cup. the benefit? What's the benefit of having no cup? There's more weight at the end. But, like, those no cups are so much different. They're so heavy, no matter what. They are so heavy. But his is a drop three with no right. cups. So, like, all the weights in the barrel. Everything. Which is interesting. It's an interesting model. We should move on from talking about bats. Got a little bat tangent there. I'm going to be honest. I started looking at my phone. Yeah. Let's bring, let's bring Dakota back into the conversation. You think I know anything about bats? I have to give Zach a congrats. For getting a hit? No. Well, no. Scott did mention to me your skid before the hit. So nice. Well done. Two, congrats on the Jets. Want to know in the preseason. Zach Wilson, great start. I, I don't know who Ian's team is, so I was trying to look and see, like, who won. And I'm like, well, the Bears won, but is he a Bears fan? Is he a Browns fan? Is he a Steelers no, no, no. fan? I don't Bears know. My, Bears my team. Bears my team. Uh, I, I – Bears, really great. Justin Field, everyone very excited about the Bears. Go Bears. Go Tigers. And uh, the I did see a tweet that there's a team in Chicago with a 10-game lead in their division who has a legitimate chance with like of winning or of competing for the AL title and going to the World Series. And all that anybody can talk about is the Bears. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, you're talking about, yeah, how good the White Sox are. And, like, everyone's like, oh, Justin Field. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, man, Justin Field. We got got a chance this year. And, like, nobody's talking about the White Sox haven't, you know, they were in the playoffs last year. but Yeah, but that talk will will heat up in the next month or so when they're going to be. Yeah, you think. But everyone just cares so much about football and the Bears. Yeah. It's exciting. When you have a new system like that, it's it's hard not to get excited. When you got the red rocket at QB, yeah, I can't. I mean, kind of crazy how he's going to be starting week one. Soldier Field might burn to the ground. It's absurd to me. It'll never make sense to me why you draft a guy and, like, oh, he's young. Like, we don't want to throw him into the fire. So you start someone, no offense, not as good, doesn't make your team better because, oh, we want to give Justin Fields time. It's like, why? Either he can throw touchdowns and run for touchdowns or he can't. Because you look at, Patrick Mahomes, who sat his first year, and now look at him. There's a lot of a lot of the best quarterbacks sat. Aaron Rodgers. You know, not, you know who's not sitting is ZW one. You know who didn't have. You know who didn't sit, and he's a Hall of Famer. Matt Stafford. Ever heard of him? Yeah, I think you have. Did Peyton Manning sit? No. He was a Colt. Out, out of all the out of all the best quarterbacks of our generation, I think he was the only one that didn't. Because Brady, Rodgers. But they both sat because, like, 
Rodgers got drafted behind Favre. Like, he wasn't going to start over Favre right away. Brady got drafted behind Bledsoe. He wasn't going to take the job from Bledsoe right away. Like, this isn't – I'm saying when you go into a situation where they're starting someone inferior just because they're like, oh, we don't want to start him yet. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, Baker point. Mayfield. Who did he sit behind? Yeah, like, Baker Mayfield sat behind Tyrod Taylor. Like, come on. Scott wants Scott wants me to correct it. It is Tyrod, not Tyrod Taylor. I would like to see Justin Field start just for the morale of the city of Chicago. Like but people uh, are fired up. Yes. Can we? I can't talk about football for too long. But can we talk about? I could talk football for years. Did you guys watch the Field of Dreams game? No. Speaking we, of the White Sox, we were, we were playing. Saw the highlights. Baseball absolutely nailed it. Oh yeah, it looks sick. Nailed it. I'm a huge Kevin Costner fan, so I'm a little bit jealous that uh, they guys, everybody got to meet Kevin Costner. Um, but it, it looked like just an amazing time. I have no clue the logistics of that, like where they flew into, how they got there. Because like we didn't when we did Williamsport, like flying into Williamsport was a little sketchy because short, really small airport, really short runway. You had to really you had to hit it, brakes. Especially um, with a big plane like here, guys, too. Yes, it was not the runway was not built for those planes. And so, but then you get there early in the morning, you you know do a bunch of stuff um, with like the kids and all, and like walking around doing it, and then play the game, and you fly out. Uh, you don't stay there, so like the logistics in Iowa of flying in, doing everything, flying out, all those what they were doing with the photo shoots and the cornfields and everything. It's probably a long day, but the game lived up to the hype. I mean, what a spectacular uh, back and forth game and finish. And that stadium that they built was really cool. And I think Sal, I think Sally Nunn was there. Sal went, yeah. yeah. He, he, he texted me because he landed in Detroit first. And he was like, hey, I'm in Detroit thinking of you. And I was like, okay, you're in Detroit. When are we getting dinner? He's like, what, what do you mean? Like, what? And he's like, no, I'm going to Field of Dreams game and like whatever. Um, but the way they, like you said, came out of the cornfield and like the way that Kevin Costner started the whole thing, it was perfect. It was like unbelievable. And like, we've all, you know, we all bitch about baseball, what they do for their players and marketing. But it was like, that was like, you couldn't find anything negative to say about it. It was like, I mean, yeah. that was pretty, pretty fucking. Yes. They actually did a good job with that one, which was great. Are they, is it just like, are they going to do that every year or did they just build all that for literally one game? Well, Rossi spilled the beans and we're going next year. I don't, know who, pl- I don't know who we're playing, but is Rossi, that, Rossi is that in an public interview, knowledge. I think, yeah, I think, uh, I don't think it's, con- it's not confirmed, but breaking he's, from Ian Happ, per yeah, Ian Happ in the it. compound co- podcast, the Cubs will play in the Field of Dreams game next year against yeah. the Boston Red Sox. It's, it's not confirmed, but Rossi spilled it in an interview like that the day before the, the actual Field of Dreams game. Uh, and like, I didn't know either until he said it. So pretty sure Nine, there's 95, 90 to 95% chance that we're going next year. I don't know who we're playing. Uh, could be Cardinals. Could be we have some of those interleague games. Like it could be interleague. Interleague. I would pay Ian. I'd pay a million dollars to go up to the big leagues and have us go to London. <sighs> Me too. Because you guys were supposed to go to London last year, right? That would have been the best trip ever, ever. That it was supposed to be five days with two off days. There was a so we oh. were flying in with an off day, and then played two games, and then like another off day on the way back. I can't remember, but it was it was an amazing schedule, 
and like we had a full off day in london to for oh. the time change and to like explore i mean it was going to be the best thing ever all like family had tickets out there hotels like everything everything was all set everybody was going to go and that stadium is so historic mm. it would have been really cool just to be there and see it oh, be so, so cool we have some familiarity with iowa and traveling around iowa but i that is the field of dreams is more how far is that from des moines does anybody know it's like two hours yeah, pretty two looking to go the year i was hurt but i was like you know what i ain't going how excited are you for us to end this episode so you can go golfing? What, man? I'm, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not looking out the window right now, just dreaming of bombing a drive. Oh, real quick. The FedEx Cup playoffs start this week. And did you guys see the six-person playoff Kevin in the Wyndham? Go ahead. Kind of sick. Yeah, I didn't Like know that. that they all go off at once, all six of them. So you got six guys in a group, and it's just like – Mayhem. All jumbled Absolute up. Mayhem. It's sick. It was really cool. Kisner won it by just throwing a dart on the second know, playoff hole. Um, you guys know much about Kiz, but like he's awesome. Like mic'd up. He's really close with the barstool guys. And if you have get a chance to watch their um like Mike or they play with him, and he's he's a really like interesting person, has a blast whenever he plays. He's fun, good people. He has some great quotes out there, like shit ain't a hobby. That he yeah. tweeted it. He tweeted after he won. He goes, "This ain't a hobby." I. They were saying when they played the match against the Barstool guys, they're like, "Holy shit!" He's like, "He's like, guys, the name's on the bag for a reason. This shit ain't a hobby." He he has a really good one too, where they were like something about, "Are are you upset about not winning or not?" And he goes, "Or like, why are you still doing it if you don't want to win?" He was like, "You pay a lot of money for twentieth place." Yeah, <laughs> I loved yeah. that one. Get, get him on the pod. Talk to some people. Get them on. Come on, Ian. Do something. All right. Yeah. All right. No problem. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hold on. We have breaking news. We very rarely get to re- react to breaking news here. Ken Rosenthal is reporting that the Padres are close to signing Jake Arietta. Yeah. Can confirm. Can confirm. Uh, he uh, he is going to be a Padre, um, which is great for him. It's great for the pods. He's a great clubhouse, great person. I uh, I miss him dearly. We were supposed to play golf in Cincy, and we were supposed to go to a hat store. He has a hat, he has a hat guy here where he gets hats. Um, I actually texted him last night about being sad about the hats. Uh, but good pickup for the pods. Um, I think he's he's a competitor. He'll go out there. The one thing about him that, that I just completely – Love is that he, even though he was not having a great year with us, uh, he was going out there making every one of his starts, and um, he was he was posting every day for us, uh, and he'll do that for for the Padres, and he's got all that playoff experience and and big game experience. It was kind of funny. Dom tweeted, said like, "You Darvish is going to go on like the ten day with a back injury." Padres are looking to sign Jake Arrieta, and he just quote tweets it and he goes, "Time is a flat circle." <laughs> yeah. The uh, he, I know he was he was in a place where I think he was he was kind of ready to be done. You know, his son Coop was like, "Hey, if you if you can play with Fernando and Coop's Coop's like ten, he was like, Dad, if you can play with Fernando Tatis, you have like, to, you have to." <laughs> he was like, "He was like, Dad, I'd love to see you play with Fernando Tatis." And Snake was like, "All right, let's do it." 
All right, fine, I'll do it. Fine, I'll go play for the Padres. Shoot, fine. Hold a gun to my head, I'll do it. Hey, hang on, sneaky. Padres are only like three, two or three games up in the wild card. Oh, yeah, they're like barely in. Could you imagine? If they don't get in? Could you imagine? But you, that, so no. this is real quick. I don't know if we have enough time for me to even get oh, yeah, into I this. I don't think we do. But <laughs> when you look at baseball, and you look at the way that the trade deadline went down for, for a lot of teams, not, not, this isn't about us specifically. It's about a lot of teams. So the Padres are only two and a half up on Cincy and four and a half up on St. Louis. Yes. There should be a, and those, and you know, those teams are still well over 500, but there, there should be a, Everybody should be competing for the second wild card spot. Everybody should be trying to win 82 games. Like those final wins for the fans, for the players, like those should be very important games. And because our, and uh, the teams that sell at the deadline, there's a reason that they do. There's, there's a very legitimate reason why teams get rid of players that aren't going to be, on in under contract the next year and why losing games at the end of the season for that team can be advantageous for the next year's draft. But it's not, I just don't, our system rewards selling and losing and it's the smart thing to do. And our system needs to be reworked so that there, the games down the stretch for the last two months are important for every single team, regardless of, of the way that they played the first four months. And it's a perfect example of, you know, there's two teams in our division that at the deadline were not close to the Brewers. They didn't have, you know, they, they, it wasn't like they were going to chase down the Brewers at the end, but, you know, they stayed in it and continued to, you know, at like the St. Louis added John and they added some guys and, you know, since he stayed there and added and they're completely and totally in the mix for the last six weeks of the season. And I'm happy for their fan bases. And that's all I'll say. Be open to like 14 team playoff. Uh, how many is it now? 10? I think so. I could be wrong. No. It's 12. It is 12. It's 10. It's 10. Three division winners and two wild cards? Yeah. It's 10. 10. It's 10. Uh, I would be open to maybe like a 12 where the first, maybe the, if you have the top uh, record, you get a buy. Right. Something like that. Uh, but also, I think there needs to be, like, I think there needs to be teams rewarded for competing and getting to 500. And, and, and like, what you said about the fan bases, like, could you think, could you imagine, like, say someone like the Mariners get in? Like, I've said it before. It's like, they get in, barely get in, whatever. And it's like, the next year leading up to it, it's like the fans are excited. And you're like, holy shit, our team made the playoffs last year. But it, but again, it's like a fine line. You don't want everybody getting in where it's like, you know, half the team, half the league gets in. But then there's also a fine line where it's like, this is going to grow the game because people are going to watch their team who really didn't have a chance, but they're in the playoffs. Then they make some moves. They spend some money and it's just a snowball effect. Yeah. And I think in basketball, you see like how many 16 teams get in eight from each league. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, but like the team, the eight seed, I don't know that the eight seed fans are like super pumped, right? 
like the whole season, like, oh, we're going to get into the playoffs as eight seed. Like in basketball, they know that they're going to get stomped. I guess baseball is a little bit different because any team can, if they're hot, can win the World Series. But the system of being able to reward, yeah, reward teams for competing and trying and and putting the best product out there for their fan bases, I think, is a system that keeps fans and players. Uh, as happy as possible and and is i think it's the right thing for the game i think it's the way that the game it's the way that we grew up watching the game it's the way that um fans of the game grew up watching the game so i'm gonna have to uh, agree with you there eight yeah all right let's get back to the golf course uh let's do screen time you guys play today or you off? they play tonight no. justin Steele's on the mound sick Ooh, kind of high for me kind of high for me travel day kind of high i wonder if i'll be blocked out tomorrow or tonight. What do we got? What do we got? Four hours and 32 minutes. That's a lie. No. I have 4.44 as a high. high Four hours and 32 minutes. Biatch. 5.21. Oh, Oof. We had a bus trip into the night. Shout okay. out. Before we go, before we go, before we talk about Parse, before we go, I would just like to say – that the people in Iowa that rented the billboard to say, do not black us out from six different markets while they were hosting this Iowa Field of Dreams game is amazing. What a move. Iowa is, I think, the worst. You can't watch any. You can't watch the Twins, Cubs, White Sox, Tigers get blacked out, I'm pretty sure. And maybe not the Tigers, but Cardinals. Cardinals are blacked out. Maybe Kansas City. It's literally like I think it is Kansas City too. It's literally like six teams. I don't get it. Why these people are asking to pay money to watch the? Pro- they're asking to give MLB money to watch the product, and they cannot do it. They want to spend money, but they can't. Hey, MLB, sleep on that one until next week's episode. I thought that, that was one. I thought that was amazing, and I applaud them. And I'm all in on no blackouts for anyone. Let the people pay the money to watch the games. That's episode 72 of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. I love Parse. You love Parse. We plant trees in Colombia when we drink Parse. When I say Parse, you say Rum. Parse. Um, rum. No shot. You beat me. Yeah, I did. Yep. Shut up. Go shoot a 90. It's episode 72. See you next week. Too far? That was fucking rude.